I'm not the guy you're taking home. Oh, I keep dancing on my own. This is way better than the um, than the Here Come the Sixers one, the 10, 9, 8, 76ers. <laughs> that one's electric. That too. one's pretty electric. Oh, my God. We you, Are we on the air right now? Did it start yet, Taylor? Are we on? Yes. All right. Do oh, it. shit. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> I feel like Bill O'Reilly right now. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. But uh, welcome into From the Newsbleeds. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm about to shit my pants because uh, we got the NLCS tonight. Patrick he, he O'Leary. You also ate Mexi pizza. So. Yeah, I did. It was disgusting. You didn't bring uh, any? I know no, about I mean, that. I wasn't working today. But Vince, how are you, man, via satellite? What's up? Hey, buddy? what's going on? I'm good, man. James Harden's, you know, not fat anymore, so <laughs> life is good. But uh, we got a crazy night of sports ahead of us, and uh, boy, if, if cocaine was my drug of choice, I'd be doing it. We talk. We talk about I, the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, the Tennessee Volunteers. Now they're f- a phenomenal franchise. I, and I think we should break them down. I no longer think it's hyperbole to say that the last weekend has been maybe the happiest time in Philly sports, like in a, in at least like a decade, maybe. Like Probably I get the, since the Super Bowl. Listen, I, yeah, I get the Eagles Honestly. won the Super Bowl, but like right now the Eagles are undefeated. Obviously, we. They beat the Cowboys, which is awesome. Yeah, it's still very on. The, 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 Cow, uh, the Cowboys. The Phillies are about to go to the NLCS. You goddamn right. Sixers are getting ready to start also tonight, kicking off against uh, the Celtics for what looks Horny. like a promising season. And listen, I, I know no one cares, but the Union is a number one seed, and even the fucking Flyers are undefeated. Dude. Yeah, bro, it's unbelievable. But can you believe that the Phillies are four uh, wins away from advancing to the World Series. Seamus. That's like, that's like an unbelievable thing. Seamus, just under a month ago, we had an episode called Red October is Canceled. Yes, that is the, ro- <laughs> that yes, is the roller coaster fair, you, ride. You're the one that came up with that. No, one, I know. Was, I didn't. was this before or after the three times he disowned the team? Uh, I did not disown the team. I caved to pressure. <laughs> oh, okay. Seamus, no, right, right, oh, okay. bl- blame the victim. That's fine. I am no. a victim, though, of bullying. And, uh, uh, by the Phillies. No, by you. <laughs> by the Phillies. By this whole goddamn podcast. And you know what? Bullying works. No, no we doesn't. should we I should lean into the whole canceling the season thing because that is the roller coaster ride that the Phillies take you on. Dude, no, yeah. over a month it's ago, like we Park. got we got swept by the Chicago Cubs towards the end of the season. At that point, I questioned if we would even make the playoffs, let alone be about to start the NLCS tonight. Well, by the way, in September we lost 10 out of 13. So, I mean, it wasn't looking good. But no. it, it's uh, it's unbelievable the the run that they went on, carried by Kyle Schwarber into the into the playoffs. Who and the Marlins? Who disappeared? By the Thank way. Thank God for the Marlins. But but I'm thinking it's a big big NLCS for Kyle Schwarber. I, I really do think it's going to be a huge huge championship series for him. He tends to shine in October, and he's been quiet lately. Uh, but man, I, I tell you what, this Padres team is literally like almost the exact same as the Phillies. So it's going to be a very Almost even match series. It's going to be an, an entertaining it, the only series. The only real difference is their fans are uh, weirdos who like to yeah, make cringy songs on Twitter. Oh, dude, is that not the cringiest thing you've ever it's seen? It's so funny how in like the in like the matter of only a couple hours, it went from most Phillies fans saying like, oh, well, it's good. I don't hate the Padres fans to like three different videos of Padres fans rapping or singing. And now we all despise them. Oh, dude, it's horrible. And they should be ashamed of themselves. But you know what? I, I didn't hate the Padres. Uh, at all, actually, coming into this series, really. I mean, they're one of the fun teams in baseball to watch. You look at what they did to the Mets. You look at what they did to the Dodgers. I mean, just absolutely hats off to them. But their fan base fucking annoys me, and now I want to slaughter the the, the, well, the Padres. Before we even get into that, dude, like, quickly, like, the NLDS, I mean, 
that was electric. And you want to talk about being satisfying, like fuck these fans, like the Braves, dude. It was so satisfying. They shut them up, and all the all the cold tweets, cold takes exposed where these guys were like, oh please give me the Phillies. I can't wait. It'll be easy. And they get they get dominated. They got dominated. It was a great atmosphere at CVP. We we bitch slapped them around. That that first that first game, I know it it was a blowout. I know it doesn't look like it on the scoreboard because they hit that home run in the end. That game was domination. They obviously won the second game off of a a, a breakdown at the end or whatever. But then the Phillies just came home. You mean off of because of Reese Hoskins? The glove of Reese Hoskins. I mean, I mean, Reese Hoskins lost you that game. Reese Reese Hoskins takes the brunt of the blame. Uh, Zach Zach Wheeler also takes, I'd say, a way smaller portion of the blame, but a little bit. He doesn't. No, if the official score was. a human being, he wouldn't have been charged with any earned runs. But I understand what you're saying. No, I get you it. Put but base runners. Then away. the Phillies come home, and we got to talk about that. The, the experience of it. You guys were there, but the well, Phillies Patrick come. And I were there. The it, Phillies it was, come was, home, and they stomp the the shit out of the Braves for the most part. And like, it just listen. I was at home. You guys were there. I'm gonna let you guys tell your story in a second. But just speaking on someone that was at home watching it, you could feel the vibes like through the TV. Man, it was radiating through the TV. I felt like I was there with you guys in a way. But that was I'm gonna shut up and let you guys talk. Well, sometimes radiation's bad. The Phillies radiation is good through the TV. Especially but, when it turns you red. Yeah, especially. But dude, I'm always I'm naturally pink. You know what? My friend no, same, My same. friend Miguel always says, No, Seamus, you're not white. You're pink. And I was like, All right, I'll take it as a badge of honor. But um for it's the Celts. It's pink October. It's pink October, <laughs> baby. Um no, but seriously, Patrick brought um uh, NLDS tickets. Uh, it was I think it was, immediately I don't know, after we won. Immediately after we won, and now like dude, the second we won. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was the most electric atmosphere. Like I said, I've been to a lot of playoff ga- Phillies playoff games uh, during that epic run, but I mean they were all disastrous outcomes. And the one amazing outcome, my mom and I left early to go to the Oregon Diner to get cream chip beef, and that was Jimmy Rollins' walk off home run against Broxton. But you know, only the most like unbelievable game ever. But um, rest in peace. But it, it was overall electric. Um, it, we were in section 303. We were in the very last row in that section. And yep. it was the best time I've ever had at a Phillies game. I was standing up for the majority of the game, jumping up and down, absolutely going crazy. And I took a couple minutes to look around and say, Jesus Christ, this is what we were missing. Like everybody, like the whole place is packed. Rally towels are on their feet. <laughs> Phillies fans are being waved, you know, as the great Harry Callis said. <laughs> it was just unbelievable, man. And just like the atmosphere, it, it was amazing. We kept chanting, Charlie, Charlie, you know, getting in Morton's old ass's head. It was, uh, we got him out of the game, by the way, thanks to Alec Bohm hitting him on the elbow. Uh, but, dude, it was unbelievable, man. Uh, the JT Romuto inside the park home run. Oh, my God. I, fucking I, I mean, God, dude, we dude. were in we were so in right where, field. Where we were, we couldn't really see that part of center field. Right. So we just assumed he, like, flew out. And then all of a sudden, fucking, he's going around second, full like, fucking why speed. Is he running? And I'm like, we're like, wait, what the fuck's happening? What the fuck's happening? What the fuck's. And all of a sudden, I see fucking, like, just absolute bedlam and JT's at fucking home. Dude. And all of a sudden, like, yeah. I, like, we were just, like, blown away, and, screaming our heads off. In fact, off. I remember looking up at Pat, like, who was sitting to my right, and I said, why is he rounding third yeah. base? <laughs> what, what the hell is going on? And, and then I realized what was happening. And he was the first catcher in postseason history to yeah. hit inside the park. Remember, and that's uh, fucking big, absurd. Big dude. shout out to uh, Ronald Acuna, who taunted fans and then uh, <laughs> proceeded to play one of is. the worst games of playoff baseball. Now, he's a, now that guy, that guy, it, to me, from now on, and I loved and respected the player. 
but that guy played like an absolute loser on that both entire sides series. Of the ball. That entire yep. series on both sides of the ball. And I mean, this the first Michael game Harris was the only the game second. he showed up for. Literally, Michael Harris the second, by the way, made a valiant effort in he center did. field for a rookie, especially trying to get that ball. Ronald Acuna Jr. is nowhere to be found. I mean, he fucking I'm, stood there, and, just and stood there in right field, didn't move. And obviously, we're thrilled, but that guy is had just loser energy Michael, that entire series. And in you're going to hear Braves fans say, oh, we had five days off. We had five days off. Bull fucking shit. You guys got absolutely demolished. Outclassed. By the, outclassed by the third place team in the National League East. How the fuck so do you feel? In, like in that, that series, uh, in that series, Ronald Acuna had to die so that Nick Castellanos may live because he's back. Well, Nick is back. Nicky Piss Missiles is back and he's fucking hitting, baby. Like, well, if this man is hitting, if Bryce is hitting the way he keeps hitting, JT, literally everybody hitter? fucking hit. How about your number nine hitter, Brandon Marsh, with the big three run home? Oh, run? my God. That was unreal. That I mean, was unreal. Came, and by the way, he is a ladies' man. I mean, every, shout out, every, shout every out to Dave Dombrowski. Every girl on Instagram is always posting pictures of Alec Bohm and Brandon Marsh. They are kings. <laughs> they are well, sex symbols in, in Dude, Philadelphia. And the other thing, too, honestly. To I gotta, I gotta. And Vince was just saying it. Props to Dave Dombrowski. Just props to him in general, especially oh, yeah. for this playoff run. Because look at Edmundo Sosa game one, oh a God. guy who we picked up at the deadline, and we're like, why the fuck do we pick up this random utility yes. infielder? And he, he became go the literal hero of, of fucking Dude, game one. Of even the fucking even, even Noah Syndergaard. Even Noah Syndergaard. Yep. As much as we've gotten on Noah Syndergaard for you know his uh, shaky starts after he was acquired. I mean, he came in and pitched. Uh, what was it three innings, four innings, whatever it was, yeah, yeah. and they were they were solid. He, did his he was job. phenomenal. He and gave up one home run, which is the only way they could score on Saturday. But you, but you know what the key to that but one home run was? There was no base runners. Yeah, I know. Just, give me I know. solo that's home exactly, runs. Exactly. Give all me their, solo all home runs sold. all day. And that's what the Phillies' biggest issue was during the regular season. All base. the home runs they were hitting, there was nobody on base. And Phillies manager Rob Thompson was speaking to the press before the uh, NLCS yesterday, and he also addressed this after they clinched uh, on Saturday. And he, he said that, like, he was asked, like, what? Why, why do you think you guys are having so much success? And he said the clutch at bats, the approach, the small ball. But he also said something that really stuck out to me. Um, and he said that the bullpen, quite frankly, has just been throwing strikes. Yeah. And that is that is absolutely With the, the exception case. of Connor Brogdon. With the exception of Brogdon. But listen, <laughs> uh, um, the bullpen has been phenomenal when it matters. Uh, you look at yeah, Sir man. Anthony Dominguez. I think oh. he, he got a lot of, like, if you remember the final batter, Darno, of course it was Darno. Uh, who was a pain in our ass, and, you know, we drafted him. Uh, so it was fitting. But, I mean, that was a great at-bat by Darno, and Sir Anthony kept going outside, outside, outside. He was missing badly. Uh, I think that was nerves. And he was touching 100, 101, 102. It, it was just electric stuff. He finally calmed down and just shut the door, and he uh, and he did the, the whole— celebration He was did the whole go-to-sleep oh, thing, man. you know, but tucking the braids into bed. But Jose Alvarado. Been amazing. Uh, that that was. I mean, yeah. He just fucking came in and absolutely blew those dudes out of the water, dude. Like he was unreal. Like he he and Sir dude, Anthony looked pretty much untouchable. This and he put between yeah between uh, uh, Philadelphia. This is for you and him. Like just putting like the bottle of champagne in his pants, smoking a cigar in the locker. And just the, <laughs> it's, just the emotion he shows. He's hilarious. He's endeared himself to Philly. I, fans. I really want to say, Seamus. Also, like aside from just the on the field play and obviously like obvious stuff as to why they're winning. Like I think a huge part of it, and this is cliche and it's obvious, but like they're playing like a, like a family right now, like brothers. Like mm-hmm. you yeah. see, and like and it's important. Like Bryce Harper has always said, he's not the biggest like vocal leader. He leads with play. But when you uh, hear from the players that Bryce is walking up and down the dugout before and during games saying, like, we're not losing. Like, you have to imagine that's huge, especially well, for young guys yeah. to see their leader basically, you know, coming up to them, firing them up, like, we're not losing today. 
but I think this playoffs like pretty pretty much like put an end to that to that notion or that theory that Bryce Harper leads yeah. in silence because he doesn't. I mean, he he leads. Well, he's by, he's he's to be honest, he said that before, but I think that he's no, showing know, a but, new side of himself. But he also has that reputation. A lot of people compared him to Utley. The how Utley was a leader based on how he performed on the field, and I think that Bryce Harper in these playoffs, especially, is doing both. Like he's yeah. saying, we're not losing, we're not losing. And just, I mean, the raw emotion that he's saying. And by the way, big, big, big hats off to Reese Hoskins. Uh, redeeming himself. I know we talked about it before. Yeah. But, I mean, that bat slam was unbelievable. Dude. And And by the way, that will be an iconic moment in yeah. franchise I was history. just about to say, like, listen, Bre- Re- Reese Hoskins, we get on him when he when he deserves it. We're fair. It's like, it's okay. He had his I, moment. I booed him it's, at the game. It's, it's that, like, the entire stadium, <laughs> by the way, booed that motherfucker. It's like what we do with Tobias <laughs> Harris and people get on you when you boo him. But, like, you boo guys when they deserve it. You I cheer them when they, you cheer when they well, deserve it. But, like, Listen, we got on Reese and we said, you know, oh, he's an asshole for letting that, uh, having that error in game two, Speaking losing us the so. game. Whatever. Yeah, Taylor's always been Hoskin. I'll say that about him. Oh, but yeah. no, he just can't listen, get enough. Taylor stays consistent. I, I tell you what, Hoskins we, is in the corner. We got on him when he had that error and lost this game too. But like that, that home run in game three is one of the most iconic things I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, it was unbelievable. And I think I think the the best part about the booing, honestly, was that he embraced it. Oh, he embraced he it. literally like he didn't seem pissed at all, like he did the last time he was getting absurdly booed with the Sean Rodriguez bullshit. Like he literally seemed like he embraced it because when they put him up on the jumbotron after the game, everybody started booing again, yeah. and he was just clapping and laughing. Listen, it's like I guess that's just his thing. Just, now he gets booed, he does well. You know, just, it's true. awesome to see like in that game. Uh, you have Reese Hoskins with the most iconic moment of the playoffs thus far. Aaron Nola pitches a, a gem, and it's like two guys mm-hmm. that the longest tenure guys in the team, like two guys that came up in the system. And, you know, forever we've been saying how the Phillies can't build guys and all the young guys come up and suck. And you have Aaron Nola pitching a gem in the playoffs multiple times. It, well, to be uh, fair, it, it took a while. Well, right. But I'm, I'm, this was a long time. I'm coming. just saying, look at some payoff. You have that. You have Reese Hoskins moment. Bryson yeah. Stott is uh, playing amazingly. Alec Bohm is playing amazingly. Matt Veerling uh, is a great uh, utility guy. Like you got these young guys that are finally here and they're finally playing. And I'm not saying like you know they're all studs and all. all they are balling but, like, out. They're balling out. Like they're yes, Bryson stopped. They're, they're buying together. in, man. Bryson stopped all... together some amazing at bats in that series. No, I, I think Bryson Stott was the hero of that series against the Braves, just based on based on his, like you said his at bats, just foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, working counts, working counts. Passing the baton. Little that, singles here and there. Dude, like. that, if they could do this, they need to pretend that every series during the course of 162 games is the postseason because that is how you play winning baseball. It's small ball, and the long ball will come. Just keep yep. passing the baton. They have been doing what Charlie Manuel yeah. preached to those those magical teams back in the day. They, they are just... Uh, uh, passing Making the baton. Got to give, got to give a huge shout out too for another just like solid rock on this team in Gene Segura. Like he just, yep. he's been just yeah. playing so solidly, man. And it, it's nice because he has been also, you know, uh, shut out of the playoffs for his whole career. Well, he had, so he's finally here. He, he definitely had fleas before, before he really erupted in that wild card game against the Cardinals. But um, yeah, it's just been unbelievable. But real quick, I want to talk about like the matchup because. Absolutely. Like I like I addressed earlier, these two clubs are very similar. They were underdogs. Obviously, the uh, uh, San Diego Padres against the L.A. Dodgers were complete underdogs, but they were also underdogs against the Mets. Uh, But I don't know. Like, there's this theory that's been going around that's been started by the MLB Network's Mark DeRosa, and he was saying how uh, San Diego pretty much could come out flat because they he he said they they took the head off of the dragon. 
in uh, the Dodgers and that they could come out flat because that was their World Series is what he said. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Phillies are going to buy into that at all, but I certainly think it's a possibility because here's a team that just came into their stadium and they into theirs uh, week after week, every two weeks, and just got absolutely destroyed by them. They uh, uh, send them to an early offseason, and you got to think that like they put out a lot of their effort in that series. I'm not saying that that's their mentality now. It could honestly be the opposite. Now they could be fucking hotter than any team we've ever seen. And just like go, you know, it, it could be an easy walk to the World Series for them. But I think that the keys to this series, if you're the Phillies, is keep doing what you're doing with the timely hitting. But also, I want to stay away from Manny Machado. If Manny Machado comes up to the ba- uh, comes up to plate with uh, the bases loaded and you know nobody out, yeah, you have to pitch to him. However, if there's a situation where you have a base open and it's a tight ball game, I'm putting him on. Um, it's just you got to be careful with with these with these uh, Padres hitters. Um, and I, I say the only way the Phillies lose this series is if we get implosions from Wheeler and Nola. And I just don't think that's happening. I, I speaking of real quick, to, not to go back, but you were talking about putting a guy on, you know, uh, intentional walks. It seemed like the Braves kept doing that to Schwarber, mm-hmm. and I get that there's obviously the shot, the chance that Schwarber hits a bomb off you. But like, why is anyone right now in that series, especially, you shouldn't really fear Kyle Schwarber. No, well, no, I think it's it's obviously that, but it's also like they just think they can get to Reese, yeah. Which is why I have issues with the with we all have issues with, with the, the, way, the order of the lineup, the line but but at the same time, it's like. Every time they did that, it backfired. Almost every single time. Because almost every single time, it fired up either Reese or the guy behind him, who was fucking JT Realmuto, yeah. to come up and just fucking hit one. But and I, think, I, I, feel I, like I think that just exposed like just how deep this Philadelphia lineup is. I mean, yeah. I, one through nine can hurt you bad. Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. It's like if you walk anybody, more people are fucking waiting to just chomping at the bit to just fucking come up I, and hit one. I also real quick just have to say, like I've never seen more whiny bitchy babies than Dodger and and uh, Braves fans about the yeah, playoff format. When they're they when they all know and everybody knows if they didn't get a bye, they would be bitching and whining and complaining about that too. So yeah. like uh, there's no winning. You listen, you don't want to see me- everyone's like, "Oh, we got two mediocre teams and I'll see us." Then beat them. Beat the mediocre yeah. teams. That's the best way to avoid this. But uh, but, but listen, and my like, favorite part was that the Braves last year were literally the exact same position as us. That, but that's the point. Like, like <laughs> dude, I can even understand like Mets fans like, "All right, dude, like yeah, that that fucking blows." But you choked up your you choked you up were the ten division. and a half games up you threw up the division you, you said you won the division fucking six months ago and look at you now you gave the division to the braves but i mean uh, so whatever mets fans i get it that's got to be I- infuriating to get beaten by the uh, padres uh, right so i understand where the mets fans are coming from there a little bit um, i don't fuck mets yeah fuck the mets fuck but mets. i mean like that's a little more devastating than the brave situation because uh, these Braves fans that are complaining, they were like Pat said, they were in the exact same situation last year. I think they were an 87-88 win team last year, and they won the World Series, and they loved it. They loved that they were like the underdog that, that won the World Series. So, I mean, dude, you can't have it both ways. There's exactly. S- the, exactly. The, the sour grape shit with, with these Braves fans is fucking bizarre because they absolutely loved it. They loved and, it when, dude, they, when their squad was doing that. The, the and, Dodgers, and the way, too. One you thing, won 100-loving games. One more thing, I, I'm psycho, so I watched like the post game show with the um with the with the Braves getting interviewed after they were eliminated, and you know what every single one of those players said? I'm talking about Dansby Swanson, I'm talking about Michael Harris the second, I'm talking about Austin Riley, and especially Spencer Strider, Mustache Man. Um, they all said that Philadelphia is hot right now. 
and they have some of that same magic that we did last year. Every single one of those guys said said that, and they they all said that we ran into a very very hot team with very good players. And guess what? They could do it this year. They, Dude, they could pull a break. We've we've been saying all year that the only thing holding this team back was the inconsistent play. Yeah, right. Oh, well, they got hot at the right time. Exactly. How much baseball content have you consumed in the past week? Uh, a lot. I mean, and a lot. And I'm watching. I'm watching a lot of the opponents' like interviews. Like I watched a bunch of San Diego Padres interviews with like certain players, like Trent Grisham, who turned into you know Babe Ruth this October. <laughs> That's a guy that you got to watch. I just imagine you falling asleep with headphones in and then waking up and no, it's still I do that because talk, I just found out that I can talk. connect my Bluetooth headphones to my Roku TV, and this is a game. Changer. <laughs> As a, uh, it's a game changer. Listen, you got to take it all in. Playoff, first of all, playoff baseball is just awesome, and second of all, we're experiencing one of the first ever. As uh, some Philly sports fan Twitter. The person uh, crowned it as Sporgasm. We're all oh, five. Mike Butts? Yeah. No, it was not Mike oh, Butts. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Rest in peace. All five five teams playing at once. You know, the Union Sixers, Flyers, Eagles, and right. Phillies. I mean, I care most about the Phillies. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Blue, uh, Bluetooth's pretty cool, right? Dude, <laughs> I didn't know you could connect it to the television. It was an amazing. Well, if you have uh, a smart TV, yeah. Oh my God, it's so smart. But yeah, it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, Vince, there is nothing like playoff baseball. Every pitch matters. I'm jacked the fuck up right now. Like I said before, I'm too much of a of like a a bitch for lack of a better term to like try like uppers like cocaine or anything like that. But if I were like into that'd be the end of you. No, oh but if, if if I were like into that, tonight would be the night. Tonight would be a cocaine night. Just because I'm just so amped up already, I want to get even more amped up. But you know what, my Dunkin' Donuts wants a heart attack. My Dunkin' he Donuts wants one right now is enough. There is no dab pen tonight. I am going to be fully like electric tonight like i'm gonna have some uh what is that a water beer that i drink the non-carb bud light beer what the hell next bud light next i'm gonna have like six there's of them. no way that's good i'm having six it of them literally tonight. Just tastes like water i'm having six of them tonight <laughs> i'm gonna watch the game with my dad and my cat it's gonna be a great time and i might go to craig but no it's it's a great time i'm, I'm trying to get like all jacked up on mountain dew Your friend craig this is the best no, no. okay the bar next this is the house. best like time of my entire life right now it, it's just amazing i'm euphoric Live it up. Euphoric acid or whatever it is, I am euphoric. So, so are you going to start hitting the dab bend when the fills go down, like 11-0? Oh, if it's end? like 9 to nothing in the third, absolutely. <laughs> I like how Reese Hoskins playing above average is drugs for Sheamus. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't call it above average. I think he was like 3 for 30. You guys, okay, yeah, no, okay was, playing at a high level. And whatever. he, he yeah. dropped like 3 balls. I mean, overall, he was horrible. But I mean, he did have... He was, he was really will, bad. But I will give him this. I think that that I know that that home run with the bat spike was an iconic moment in franchise history that will live forever. Watching JT play at a high level it's is DMT for Seamus. <laughs> oh Sheamus. my god, dude, are you kidding me? That's whatever Aaron Rodgers is on for me. Whatever the hell drug he's been promoting, that's what I'm on. <laughs> that's JT playing at a high level. Yes, absolutely. It's it's the anti Giselle. That's what I'm on. Um, <laughs> obviously, we we uh, want to get out of here in a little bit so we can go home and watch we, the we games. We gotta go watch um, James Harden. Got, let's talk about the Eagles real quick. So obviously, oh. um, the biggest we, biggest week of the season so far, uh, the Cowboys come to the link and. Jalen Hurts has not beat them yet as a starter. I said going into this game, if there's one uh, game he had uh, circled on the schedule, it was this one. And, I mean, listen, the Cowboys talked a – specifically DeMarcus Lawrence talked a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. And, listen, 
I'm going to preface this by saying, fuck the Cowboys fans who were saying, oh, you beat our backup QB. I had to see tweet after tweet after tweet of this guy being 4-0, and he's the best quarterback yep. in the NFC yep. East, and he's good. And Is there a QB drum, controversy drumming in up, Dallas? Yeah, drumming up this quarterback controversy that should have never been a thing. And then he comes in, and the defense of the well, Philadelphia Ross Eagles is, is just really good. And also, like, not to mention, like, yeah, we beat the backup QB, but the main thing here was with the Eagles offense beat the Cowboys – 85 Bears defense, like, and they did. Yeah, right. Demarcus Lawrence got put on his ass by Jalen Hurts, got put on his ass by Lane Johnson, and Micah Parsons got pretty dominated up until the point where Lane Johnson came out of the game. But Vince, mm-hmm. like, don't don't you think that like we have to address at some point? I know we're six and zero, six and zero. No, like, I know exactly second, what you're going to say. The second half, like, oh yeah. no, it's, it's ab- ridiculous. It's concerning. It's going to come back. It's going to come back to bite them. It, it will it, eventually. No, it will at some point, and that's it why. Will. I'm not overwhelmingly positive coming out of this game. I'm just like so doped up on like we beat. Dude, the I thought it was, so I honestly, great. you remember me? I thought it was going to be a beatdown, and I think it should have been a beatdown. It should have been. But by the way, that quarterback is horrible. Cooper Rush is absolutely horrible, man. He, I mean, he's very he, bad. He hasn't had thrown a pick all season, and he could have had five that game. That, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's I just want to know why Cowboys fans are acting like Dak Prescott is like. The, the best quarterback in clutch moments. They forget. They, they forget that he uh, what he did last year. <laughs> the, the Christmas in a clutch Eve game, moment. The Christmas Eve game is probably not going to mean anything for us anyway. By the time it happens, Listen, if all goes well. So I don't even know why they keep saying we got you Christmas Eve. The Eagles our backups again. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles are. About you know, you know to... they're going to be so happy if they beat the shit out of our backups like they did last year. Oh, yeah, that's what they did. That's another reason why it's so funny because they beat our our third string team last year and. Uh, <laughs> They were celebrating. They were, they were relentless towards us. And like, there whatever. were Philadelphia Dallas fans partying at Frankfurt and Cotman after they beat like, Jalen Rager's ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's dumb. It's stupid. Listen, I love the rivalry, but like I loved seeing Demarcus Lawrence get shut up. Uh, Jalen Hurts played a good game. I mean, obviously, again, we're we're talking about the woes of the second half, and they're real. They're serious, they're real, and I hope that they take this upcoming bye week to figure it out and figure yeah. out what's going wrong. And I mean, the, you see the locker room and you see uh, the, the way the guys talk and Jalen specifically, and it seems like they're always working to get better. So I have faith that this will figure itself out at some point, but it would be uh, a disservice to not address it as a problem because it is one. No, it's definitely one. But I mean, I, I don't think it's like correct, especially right now with the vibes. So I don't even know why I brought it up. But like with the vibes being so <laughs> hey, high in the city, you're right. You're to right. Just, to just nitpick it right now. But I think the buy couldn't come at a better time for like both for the city and for the Eagles as a whole. Yeah. To, to rest up a little bit, Taylor. They're because be- they because are- you want to watch the Phillies. That's not necessarily true. It is a fact that this <laughs> Eagles team is beat up a little bit. I mean, that's is that wrong? Like they're beat up a little Some bit. Some of the yeah, line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're and I think that this is a perfect time for them to recharge. Let me watch the Phillies clinch and so, yeah, that's more it. importantly that. And by the way, that's all you want I better not hear I better not hear anybody talk about about the like we're previewing the next game that the Eagles have against the Steelers. If the Phillies are like on the verge of clinching a World Series berth. I that mean, better they, not they looked pretty good last week. Uh, it just better oh, not happen. Um, this is also a game that shows you just how, like, it reminds you how Steelers? important like certain offensive linemen are. No, no, no. <laughs> the game, the, the Dallas game. It reminds oh. you how important like elite offensive linemen are because it was a totally yes. different game when Lane Johnson went out. Man, it really yeah. was. Uh, but but like if if they don't have Lane Johnson, that's you know a different a different team. Uh, absolutely, and I mean obviously the defense played uh pretty pretty good. I mean he's a Hall of Famer by the way. Jason uh, Johnson. Oh, there's Johnson. no doubt. Yeah, Both there's no them. doubt in Both my mind. Them. There's no doubt. By the way, yep. Landon Dickerson's got a pretty lady. I saw him on uh, Instagram. Good You're for him. So oh no, but I just God. wouldn't. So no, but creepy. to be fair, you are a sexual deviant. I yeah. am not a sexual deviant. <laughs> he posted the picture. I'm allowed to react. 
But All by right. the way, um, why do you have to react like that though? By the way, and why can't you just keep it to yourself? <laughs> I don't know. She's a pretty girl. I'm happy for him. He's not attractive, so I feel like good for him. <laughs> maybe <laughs> some, maybe something about him being a professional NFL player has something to do with that. <laughs> and rich. Oh, if I could yeah. only dream. But uh, anyway, I mean, there's not like an overwhelming amount of stuff to say about this game. You got to get the second half stuff correct. Uh, probably felt like a weight lifted off Jalen's shoulder to finally beat the Cowboys, mm-hmm. uh, especially at home in front of uh, maybe the most electric. Uh, A.J. Brown said it's the best crowd he's played in front of uh, playoff game or regular season game. You so mean it's better. It's better than where the hell he where the hell did he come from? Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, come on, man. It's better than Tennessee. Wow. I mean, who would? I I wasn't surprised that that crowd was as electric as it was. It's like we said in the beginning of this podcast. It's one of the. I think it was Dr. Jill Biden that really got them going. (laughs) Yeah, she got her ass booed. That was that was that was literally. I know that uh, it's a Republican meme. That was fake news. Literally. Here we go. There are no. There's so many videos going around with piped audio. Dude, I'm telling you what. Tori Lawrence told me it was real. It's got. It's got to be real. It's got to be oh, real. I forgot that bitch existed for a little bit. It's got to be real. It's got to be <laughs> real. I, yeah, I wish you had but her, Vince, her existence. But Vince, um, I love that Nick Foles picture behind you, by the way. Oh, yeah. Vince has a Nick Foles picture. Isn't that the greatest thing? It and is. You're gonna, and I think Nick Foles is going to throw out a first pitch if the Phillies make it to the World Series. I know he's on a practice squad somewhere. Or, uh, he's a no, he's on a roster. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, he's never going to see He's on the Colts, I believe. I know, but he better just come here and throw out a first pitch. Oh, uh, also, not that I'm wishing injury upon anybody, but I would just like to point out that it looks like my take about Carson Wentz not being the starter in Philadelphia when he comes here is, is correct. Uh, yes, he's yes. Gonna, he'll be out four to six yeah, weeks. Yeah, but for the wrong from. reasons. Well, for the <laughs> – listen, 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 listen. He was he ass anyway. And also uh, – Yeah, but you said he would be benched. Can we can we talk about, too, we, we addressed the Ron Rivera thing on this podcast last week, and then oh, after yeah. the game, Ron Rivera got very upset with reporters yes. about that story. But it's like, dude, this wouldn't he be a story if you, you did – it. You didn't say it, you right? Said it. That you fucking moron. Dude, just you have to, at that point, you got to stand on your take. But I still believe there is a good chance that he just wanted Carson benched. But who knows? And maybe now he's getting his wish. I guarantee you, Taylor Heineke will come in and play better football than Carson Wentz. I'm saying that right oh, now. Boy. I'm not yeah, saying I mean, the Commanders are going to win games, but like I guarantee you, they will get better quarterback play. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just like the the really the the besides the Phillies clinching and like like uh and the Sixers almost like starting the and the Eagles being six and zero. Oh, like what really, really got me oh. excited over the weekend was Robbie Anderson going to the Cardinals. <laughs> I think wait, wait. I think he is going to lead them can to I, a Super Bowl. Can I also do my uh, every podcast like my weekly uh, Howie podcast, Howie Roseman bootlicking? Uh, this tweet sums it up You're perfectly. Going to anyway, for those wondering, the sixth overall pick that the currently undefeated number one seed Eagles have is actually the result of them trading away Carson Wentz. They got the pick from New Orleans for trading down from 16, and they only had the 16 picks because of the. Because Indy started Wentz 75% of the snaps. So basically, Howie Roseman traded away Wentz, got rid of his contract, and still had a better, cheaper QB on a rookie deal, and then parlayed those assets from Wentz into getting A.J. Brown and the sixth overall pick in 2023, all while being the best team in the NFC at the moment. Shout out to Howie fucking Roseman. Yeah, Howie Roseman, he's just a Greek god. That's what he is. He's not even Greek. He's, he's the best. God. He, I, I still can't believe that there was a point in time where people thought he wasn't at least one of the best GMs in football. He's the best. There was he a period is the where best. he wasn't. He <laughs> is the I, best. There listen, was a period where he was not. Vince, I got to listen names. And you, you also have to acknowledge that. I got to listen. I got to listen names that you know that could give him a run for his money. But we're gonna get into that on another show. Yeah. All right. That's um, about the end of the football talk. But uh, just yeah. quickly before we get out of here, the reason why we're gonna be getting out of here soon is because you know who's back tonight. 
Uh, 76ers. It's a great one, song. two, three, four, five, sixers. Can see, Keller, the, play the song. If you're watching, ten, the podcast, nine, eight, seventy-sixers. I got my Eagles hat on, my Philly there jersey with the with the Joel and B jersey underneath. Yep. So I'm ready. By the way, Flyers underwear. Flyers uh, underwear, Union socks. By yeah. the way, Flyers uh, still undefeated, correct? Two and Absolutely. Two and zero. You're she's... the only person that's been watching them. So. I have been watching them very well. Well, Seamus and my girlfriend. Yes, uh, who I met by the way. It was it was a lovely <laughs> honor to meet your girlfriend the other day. And I thought I was Don't very briefly. Anything. No, no, no. But ver- what do you mean very Don't briefly? Don't say anything. I-, I thought that I acted very nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying it was very. Br- you had to go. I you- did have to go, but that, but oh, whatever. <laughs> I was picking him up. Yeah, he was picking me up. It was. <laughs> I a was rough parked night. in the middle of the street in Maniunk, and I was First like, "Shamus, get the fuck out of here." I woke up in my brother's house. I had no idea where the hell I was, and I saw. Uh, Ooh, how bad was he, Pat? Oh, he I'm- was fucking. Small. Well, he missed the whole. I wasn't that so. bad. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I was. Oh wait, after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, come on. Sloshed. This is a once in a lifetime. No, no, I, d- I didn't the know. The funniest when. part was b- both him and my friend Jimmy were supposed to come up back with me. Yeah. And they both passed out, and I tried waking them up yeah. and could not move them. Oh, we I, were hammered. They were, yeah, they were donezo. But to be. Okay. <laughs> and we, it was because me and Pat started watching Lord of the Rings, you know? You oh guys just fucking passed oh, that's out. That's a violation. Yeah, that is a violation. Four hour movie. Lord of the Rings. After the Phillies clinch, that's unbelievable. All right, oh well, my God. Anyway, what, what the fuck back, else are we going to watch? Harry Callis! <laughs> back on track. Uh, the Sixers are back tonight, and uh, they take on the Boston Celtics in Boston in just about like 15 minutes, I believe. Uh, I, listen, it's it's almost like overwhelming how like good Philly sports is going right now. If they win tonight, the Phillies win tonight, like we're going to be unsufferable. We're already unsufferable. Now, so, now, I mean, now Vince, this, this is a trick question in, in a way. Like, What has bigger implications? The Sixers winning tonight in game one of 1,002, or the Phillies? The Sixers. Clearly. Really? For my mental health, yes. I don't even understand why you would. Obviously, <laughs> it's Philly, Seamus. I mean, they can easily you... ruin your mental health in two days anyway. Wait, what point are you trying to make? And they probably, they'll probably lose it over to the Bucs. What, what, they'll what? beat the shit out of Boston, and then just because of Patrick's mental health, they'll, they'll get crushed by fucking uh, the, the Bucs and, and Giannis. I'll come Whatever. Tom, Listen, <laughs> I know that there's been, that? I know there's been preseason that was me basketball blowing Giannis. being played, but I am so excited to see Joel Embiid, Tyrus Maxey, and James Harden take the NBA court again yes. in a regular season game and just just do their yeah, thing, man. And you I want me to have a hot take? You want you yeah. want a hot take for this I, NBA season? Get a hot take out. I, I will get a hot take out. I, I think Tyrese Maxey is going to finish second in MVP voting this year. <laughs> second in MVP voting. Second <laughs> behind who? Luca, of course. Um, no, I'm joking. I, I mean, th- Luca for MVP. Is no, I, I think no. I think Joel actually wins this year because it's his turn. I, I actually don't think he does. Yeah, I think he started. No, he wins. No, 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 no. Listen, why? Listen, why? I don't He's think no he does because turns. he quite literally yes, said that Those he wants votes to. Don't count. He said he fo- he wants to focus less on being such an offensive powerhouse because he has people around him. He says that every him. year. No, he doesn't. He always says I want to no, be the doesn't. defensive player of the year no, every no, year. No, 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 that's not what he said though. What he the said, hell did he say? He said I want to focus on letting the other guys score because they can, and well, he we'll actually see, we'll see. has people around him now that we'll can see. score. I, I I don't believe that. I know he said that, but well, I don't believe. Listen, that he's I'm the type I'm of guy more that's do I'm that. more. Uh, he's not a team player. He I'm, wants that MVP. I'm more ready to believe that he'll win DPOI this year actually because of the fact. Rudy Gobert has other. Can I, can I, hold on. I have a feeling that he'll, he would win DPOI instead of MVP because I feel like this year he actually can take less of an offensive load. And also, I don't think he's going to win MVP because I'm pretty sure he made statements basically saying, like, I, I it doesn't matter anymore. He came so close and lost twice, and he's just kind of realized, like, it doesn't matter. And like, So he's just going to throw in the tail? No, but, like, you're now it's not, the, it's not at the point now where you're playing for an MVP. You're playing for a championship. It, it is different. Yeah. I mean, an MVP can carry you to a championship. Sure. 
But uh, some like, guys play for the MVP, and I feel like Joel actually had been doing that. Yeah, I, I don't think he's doing that anymore based on his comments, but I still think that he has a huge, a very good chance of winning. I, th- I think uh, while we're on Tyrus Maxey takes, it's not a hot take, but I think he will be an all-star this year. No, 100%. Oh, definitely. I agree. I, I, listen, my, I think he's going to average like 24 points a game. As much as honestly. I love I say 47. Uh, as, as much as I love Joel Embiid, as much as uh, Tyrese Maxey is Philly's baby boy at the moment, I think I'm most excited to see what James Harden has this year, man. No, oh, absolutely. And I know we're, we're not going to get... This team will go as far as James Harden thinks, yeah. in my opinion. We're only going to get a taste of it tonight. Obviously, it's one game out of 82, but like just to see like what James has in store for us this year is going to be huge because, like Seamus just said, in a way, like yeah, we're, we'll go as far as James Harden takes you because I really think that's true. You got you got your big three, man. You got your big three in Joel Harden and Maxi, and you really got to see what Harden's got. And by the way, Vince, you know what my next uh, Sixers jersey is going to be? I already have Embiid. Because O'Leary sent me a nice link of a discounted price. Is it Dan? Is it Daniel House? It's not going to be Daniel House, but Dan Melton. Dan I I want I want a a D'Anthony Melton one, and I want a Harold jersey. But before I can like legal, I, I doubt they're even selling Harold. No, 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 no. You can get. I, I'm going to get one of those like make your own and just put Harold. He and won't his be number. on this team next. Year. Uh, yes, he yeah, will. I, I think he will. But listen, I think he's going to make a big difference this year. I like his attitude. I like the way he plays the game. He plays hard. They and did sign him to a two year contract though, which was interesting. He'll be here next year. But, um, probably wave him, but yeah. I hope Matisse Thibel plays well enough that he gets dealt at the trade deadline. Uh, <laughs> yep. that, yeah. that, that is what I pray for. I think we rock out with Toby, uh, although he could also be dealt too. Who knows? But I want to buy a James Harden jersey, but I, I'm going to base it off of how he performs within the first two weeks. And if, and if he gains like 300 pounds within the next two weeks and he, he starts going out to cheerleaders with me and like uh, Lou Turks, then I won't buy the jersey. But first on the list is Harden, then uh, the Anthony Mountain, and then Harold. And of course, uh, and of course, Springer's up there too. Is is Lou Turks on a James Harden like level? No, no way, God dude. No. He goes to the classy, unclassy strip joints. Fucking no. Okay. <laughs> he goes to like he probably goes to Oasis and like Delilah's. You know what was that? That Oasis? was that is how that is their commercials. They go like oh, yeah, Oasis. They try to make it all sexy. They try to make it like <laughs> orgasmic. Oh, that's what they're doing. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it feels like it's about time to wrap it up. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Because we got we got Some, a game something that I'm not used soon. to doing, wrapping it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, know, you just gotta live and let live. But um, listen, it it's it is an unbelievably horny time in Philadelphia sports. I'm excited. I can't wait. Go Sixers. Go Flyers. Go Phillies. We are four go wins Union. away f- from a World Series appearance. Taylor, play the Callum Scott only human record song. Garrett Stubbs. All right, talk to you guys next week. There you go. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Needles and broken bottles. I'm spinning a